0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Send in the tank. Keep your hands up. Pandemic standoff. Yes! And seven days in jail for the rebel hair salon owner. I had no other
2: choice because I couldn't feed my family. Then all aboard.
1: They've never been this clean.
2: Smells so fresh and clean. Then... More Americans are turning to seafood than ever before.
1: Tomorrow, I'm going to Martha Stewart's house. What do you want at the store? She said, fish. And restaurants in jeopardy.
3: It's so nice to see you. How
1: do you practice social distancing when you're a waitress?
3: We're laying it down, then we're stepping back.
1: Plus, pandemic Mother's Day.
3: How to
4: have a great Mother's Day, even in these troubled times.
1: Then... The death of Hollywood icon, Natalie Wood. And the daddy-daughter interview everyone's talking about.
2: How does it make you feel when they call you a person of interest?
1: Plus. it's
5: not a duck, that's a rabbit.
1: Meghan Markle's story time with birthday boy, Archie. <laughs> now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
6: Hello everybody and thank you for joining us. Never mind. That seems to be the message from the White House today as President Trump switches gears and decides to keep his coronavirus task force. After all, his decision to end it, even as COVID-19 deaths are on the upswing, drew swift and resounding criticism. Stephen Fabian has more on that and on the increasing tensions around the country over lockdowns.
7: They're shutting down a protest with a tank. Keep your hands up. Cops in Dallas brought in the big guns to arrest armed protesters outside a bar whose owner opened up in defiance of lockdown orders. And a hair salon owner who had also opened up her store has been jailed.
2: I had no other choice because I couldn't feed my family.
7: Shelley Luther was sentenced to seven days and fined $7,000. Cops say this guy lost his temper when he was asked to wear a mask at a dollar store in Michigan. So he did a truly disgusting act, wiping his nose and face on a worker's shirt, reportedly saying, here, I will use this as a mask. But the rebels out there are in the vast minority. A new poll says most Americans are opposed to reopening the country too soon. More than 70% say restaurants, gyms, and nail salons should remain closed. 82% say movie theaters should stay closed. Another poll out today may surprise you. 64% of those surveyed say they'll get a vaccine as soon as one becomes available. But more than a third of Americans say they won't get the vaccine. After touring a Honeywell mask factory in Arizona, the president sat down with ABC anchorman David Muir. Talk about social distancing. It looks like they're about 12 feet apart. They talked about the victims of COVID-19.
0: What do you want to say
1: to
8: those families tonight?
1: I want to say I love you. I want to say that we're doing everything we can. There is nobody, I don't sleep at nights thinking about it.
7: But he doesn't have much love for the late-night comics. In a tweet, he slammed no-talent Stephen Colbert and wacko last-placer Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Wacko last? I hope he wasn't talking about me. It's nice to know that Trump is staying laser-focused on the ball during a crisis.
7: And New York subways got a deep cleaning early this morning. We were there when, for the first time in 115 years, the city that never sleeps shut down all subways for four hours. Cops were deployed to move out the homeless who have overwhelmed the transit system during the pandemic crisis. Cleaning crews spent the night scrubbing away. So, how did they do? Inside Edition producer Alicia Powers rode the Q subway line when it went back into service this morning.
2: Wow, I've never seen the subway this clean. The seats are shining. You smell it? It smells so fresh and clean.
7: And it's National Nurses Day, so a big thank you to all the nurses on the front lines. The president invited these heroes to the White
6: House to express thanks from a grateful nation. You
0: said thank you for calling us warriors, but you are warriors. That's what you are, incredible warriors.
6: For a lot of us, every day is Thank Your Nurses Day. Around the country, many grocery stores are now rationing the amount of meat sold thanks to shortages because of virus outbreaks at processing plants. On the flip side, however, fish is plentiful and it's less expensive thanks to restaurant closures. And Mercagliano has more.
2: With our meat supply in jeopardy, America is turning into a nation of fish eaters. The
1: virus has not really hit the fishing industry like it has other industries.
2: The New York Times reports people are cooking seafood as never before. Seafood purchases have set records. Sales of fresh seafood are up 13 percent in the last four weeks. Frozen seafood sales are up a whopping 37 percent. Seafood boil sauce. Social media is awash with videos of quarantine recipes for seafood. Seafood is a bargain right now. With so many restaurants closed down due to the coronavirus lockdown, there's a plentiful supply, and that means prices are going down, even for a lobster like this guy.
1: Get ready for your mouth to water. They could be down to four ninety-nine a pound.
2: Wow. I spoke to Stu that's Leonard that's Jr., CEO of the upscale uh, Stu Leonard's like supermarket that. chain. He told me one of his famous customers is ordering fish.
1: Tomorrow I'm going to Martha Stewart's house. Because I was talking to her and she said, you know what, what do you want at the store? She said, fish. So tomorrow I'm bringing over all some fresh cut halibut, some salmon. I'm bringing some of the scallops from New Bedford.
2: Another hey, good sir, reason grill, to buy seafood, it's easy like to prepare. To Executive chef Chaz Fable showed me how he grills salmon.
0: Place it on the grill and you're looking for that sizzle. it only take a couple minutes per side. When you turn it over, it'll have a beautiful diamond pattern on top.
2: So while some meat shelves may be empty due
6: to the COVID-19 crisis, there's plenty of fish to go around. And Starbucks says 85% of its stores will be opened this week. As restaurants begin reopening their doors, there is a lot to consider. With social distancing guidelines, can they do enough business to make it make sense financially? Megan Alexander has a look at all the things that must be considered. Interested in eating out? Prepare to get a quick medical checkup first. We actually have
3: added a new position. Essentially, we've got a symptom checker, so it's someone that stands at the door and everyone who walks in, all of our guests who walk in the building, we have to ask them several questions. Questions such as, Have you been in close contact with a confirmed case of COVID-19? No. No, okay. Have you had a fever in the last 48 hours? I have not. Here
5: at the just reopened Puffy Muffin in Brentwood, Tennessee, owner Christy Stone is following new state guidelines. The restaurant's waitresses and cooks have their temperature taken when they report for work. Services are sanitized and seating is limited to 12 tables, half the normal capacity. It's so nice to see you. This is the lunch rush at 50% capacity. You can see every other table is being used. The owner tells the wait staff to keep their social distance, and they are politely encouraging the patrons to only stay 45 minutes. Maintaining social distancing also presents unique
3: problems. We bring the food and we set it down in front of them, doing our best to stay as far apart. There's no way you can be six feet apart from someone and, and serve them food. Okay, Megan, since we're going in the kitchen, we've got a mask sure. for you. Okay. And then gloves that you can put on. All right. And everybody's wearing these. Everyone. It's not just a guideline. It's a requirement. In the busy kitchen, social distancing can be tough. They've got to work alongside each other and grab stuff to make sandwiches. So it's challenging for sure. Christy says
5: running her business at only 50% capacity is a challenge financially.
6: I can't imagine that we can sustain this for more than a few more months. As you probably know, Sunday is Mother's Day, but with the COVID-19 pandemic, there's a good chance you can't celebrate mother the way you usually do. But not to worry, we have some ideas that we think will put a smile on mom's face. Here's Diane McInerney. Here's something to brighten up your pandemic Mother's Day. Lots of floral shops have just
4: been given the okay to reopen. In downtown Los Angeles, the owner of Athletic Club Flower Shop is fast at work preparing for the biggest floral holiday of the year.
8: It's kind of caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it to be open so soon, especially in the big Mother's Day weekend.
4: If you want to treat mom to a special meal, lots of restaurants are preparing Mother's Day takeout only menus, like Akasha Restaurant here in Culver City, California. Owner Akasha Richmond gave me a preview. So many people associate Mother's Day with Mother's Day brunch. What can customers expect this Mother's Day? this Mother's Day, we have some brunch foods for reheating at home. We have a brisket hash that's fully cooked and you pop it in the oven, heat it up and add eggs any way you like them. These are cinnamon rolls and you add the glaze yourself and then we have the quiche. To wash it down, the Mother's Day bubble bath cocktail, which includes vodka, lavender tea, lime and agave. Hey, maybe it'll make mom forget about the pandemic. Cheers.
6: Cheers. And speaking of moms, new mom Meghan Markle is celebrating baby Archie's first birthday. Hard to believe it's already been a year. And as Lesterent reports, his parents are celebrating by sharing video from Storytime.
9: A very happy first birthday to baby Archie. Yeah. Megan and Harry shared this adorable video of the little royal during story time.
2: It's totally a duck, it's for sure a rabbit.
9: It's the world's What's first the glimpse page? of Archie since the family moved to California. See? He shows off his baby teeth with a big smile, and with that strawberry blonde hair, he's the spinning image of his dad who is behind the camera.
2: Yeah.
9: The duck video was posted on the Save the Children Instagram page. Archie helps turn the pages as Megan reads the children's book, Duck Rabbit.
2: Wait, listen, did you hear that? I heard
3: duck sounds.
9: It was written by Amy Krauss Rosenthal, who famously published a heart wrenching dating profile for her husband, Jason, just days before she died from ovarian cancer in 2017. I spoke today with Jason, who just released his own book, My Wife Said You May Want to Marry Me. What is it like to see Meghan Markle reading this book and having her husband, Prince Harry, videotaping it? I mean, it was extraordinary. You know, here is one of the most famous people in the world. And yet, when we look at it as parents, from our perspective, we just see a a mom reading to her kids squirming around on her lap. So it was it was Extraordinary, yet it was so genuine. What would Amy say if she could see all of this? She would literally be jumping up and down and clapping her hands. I mean, she would just be really, really thrilled.
6: The end. Yeah! The, the end! Woo! Archie is definitely a cutie. Other news today it has been nearly 40 years since actress Natalie Wood died after mysteriously going overboard on a yacht. Now, for the first time, her daughter is speaking on camera with her stepdad, Robert Wagner, about that fateful night. Jim Murray is standing by now with more. Jim?
8: Thank you, Deb. For years, actor Robert Wagner has fought rumors that he had something to do with the 1981 death of his wife, the Hollywood legend Natalie Wood. Now, he's opening up as never before in an interview with his own stepdaughter.
2: I am Natasha Gregson-Wagner, and my mom was Natalie Wood.
8: It's an extraordinary TV moment.
2: How does it make you feel when they call you a person of interest?
8: I I don't pay very much attention to it, Natasha, because they're not going to redefine me. Natalie Wood was a movie icon, the former child star from Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, go ahead, pull it. (laughs) who went on to star in West Side Story and many other great roles. The world mourned her drowning at age 43 off the coast of Catalina Island in California following a night of drinking on board her yacht. Natasha was just 11 years old when her mother died. And now in the HBO documentary, Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind, she questions Wagner for details about that terrible night. And the violent outburst he acknowledges happened between him and their guest, actor Christopher Walken. He's telling me what she should do and how she should behave. I said, why don't you just, you know, don't tell her what to do and stay out of her life. And I picked up the bottle and smashed it on the table. And, you know, I I was really, you know, angry. Natasha does not claim to be an impartial reporter.
2: It's important to me, Daddy, that people think of you the way I know that you are, and it bothers me that anyone would ever think that you would be involved in what happened to her, because
8: you would have given your
2: life for my mom. And that's true, I would have.
8: But questions remain. The L.A. Sheriff's Department announced in 2018 that it had reopened the investigation into Natalie Wood's death. We reached out to him like at least two or three times, and, uh, uh, through him and through his attorney and uh, he's refused to talk to us. Suzanne Finstad wrote Natalie Wood the complete biography, which was just re-released with new revelations. She's convinced foul play was involved. The lead investigator, Detective Fernandez, has said that her bruises are consistent with someone who was beaten. But Natalie's daughter makes clear she thinks it was a tragic accident. The documentary ends with a lovely montage of Natalie Wood home movies, showing she was not only a great star, but a beautiful soul
6: Woods' daughter Natasha says if her mom were alive today she'd be fighting for equal pay for women among other causes we'll be back with more after this
1: next how New York New York became the unofficial anthem of the pandemic
6: New
4: York New York
1: then Jessica Simpson fights back wait till you see who she says body shamed her over this sexy dress and First daughters, Sasha and Malia Obama, all grown up. Plus, the hero Titanic nurses. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
6: It is the unofficial anthem for the city at the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you think New York, New York was written for Frank Sinatra, You may be surprised to learn the real story behind the song. New
7: York, New York. Frank Sinatra's golden voice can be heard coming from homes and apartments across New York City. New York, New York has become the unofficial anthem honoring first responders. Allison Garber blares the song from her Brooklyn apartment.
4: I just look out at everybody and I'm pointing to all the people holding it together and I say, well the song says, it's up to
7: you, New York, New York. It's up to you. Here's a little history lesson. Liza Minnelli first recorded the song for the Martin Scorsese film New York, New York in 1977.
1: You I want to wake
7: up in a city that doesn't sleep. But it was Old Blue Eyes who hijacked the song with his own version two years later.
1: It's up
7: to you. New York, New York. Author James Kaplan is a Sinatra biographer. He took it over. He he commandeered it. He grabbed it. He stole it and made it his own. Kaplan says it's a song of hope. It's a hard period and we're cooped up and we're not knowing if New York's going to get back to the big brassy state it was before, but we all secretly know that it will and this song reassures us.
1: It's up to you, New York.
6: Incredibly, New York, New York was not nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song. It did get a Golden Globes nomination, but it lost to You Light Up My Life. When we come back, don't mess with Jess, Jessica Simpson. You know that old expression, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all? Well, Jessica Simpson's calling out an editor from Vogue for not
8: remembering it. Take that, body shamers. Jessica Simpson is fighting back after a former Vogue magazine editor claimed the dress she wore at the Met Gala back in 2007 was way over the top. Her breasts maybe fell out of her dress on the red carpet, and then at dinner it was suddenly like, whoa, Jessica Simpson's breasts are across from me at the dinner table and they're on a platter and I'm looking at them, says former editor Sally Singer. Simpson wore this silver Roberto Cavalli gown with a plunging neckline that left little to the imagination. After seeing the Vogue article, Jessica took to social media. To be shamed by another woman for having boobs in 2020 is nauseating. She compared her experience to Jane Mansfield, the iconic sex symbol from the 50s and 60s. Today, Vogue issued an apology. And Sasha and Malia Obama are all grown up and they're speaking out for the first time. The former first daughters getting candid about their mom, Michelle, in her new Netflix documentary, Becoming. I'm
2: excited for her to be proud of what she's done because I think that's the most important thing for a human to do is to be proud of themselves.
6: When we come back, nurses inspired by a classic moment from Titanic. Finally today, as we mentioned, it is National Nurses Day and these nurses are celebrating in a really fun way.
9: These nurses are having fun recreating the iconic scene from Titanic. To all the hero nurses out there, sing it.
6: Just look out for the iceberg. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey.
5: Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home Yes, go! or attending one live You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.
9: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.